Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. Um, So we are in the month of December, and December has been Relationship Month. So if you had joined us, or maybe you haven't joined us, I'm going to recommend that you go back and listen to all the shows in December, because we started out um, early part of December with uh, Patricia, and she was a relationship connector. So she was saying, hey, second time around, you might have that wonderful love relationship. Uh, so be sure to listen to her. And then we had um, Marlene Elizabeth, and she talked about your relationship with money, which, you know, is a funny one. We're all pretty funny about money. Um, and but if, you, but if you listen to her show, you'll realize that that relationship that you can have with money can be a very healthy relationship and a very prosperous relationship, especially going into the new year. And then I had the opportunity to do uh, one of my own shows, which I rarely do. I really prefer working with guests, but sometimes you have to challenge yourself. And I did the relationship with you. And we talked about that true beauty from the inside um, and how to be able to make that connection with yourself. Because if you're not connected to you, you're not connected to anybody. And um, there's a lot of times we carry the baggage into us. And I really wanted to encourage everybody in that show, don't carry the baggage going into the next year. Really look at that opportunity of, of being free from some of that baggage that you might have been through um, in 2018 um, and be a healthy healthy you going into 2019. Uh, but today I'm really excited because this this is the conversation we always have this time of year. And it is that healthy relationship with food and dieting and our bodies and how we feel and how we look. And this is that truth of beauty on the outside because we all know that what we put in is what we get out and that is very representative of food. So I'd love to welcome back my guest, Felicia Stoller with us right now. She's been with us before. Um, and so I'm glad to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. This is one of my favorite times of year. Yes, it is. Wow, you know, dietitians are all the rage this time of year. (laughs) And it's important to keep this conversation alive. You know, I was just working out this morning, and um, I I loved what my trainer said. And he, uh, I'd love to have him on the radio show. He's amazing. Um, He he said, you know, it's okay to enjoy the food with family this time of year, and it's okay to eat those carbs and those beautiful pies and cakes and cookies. He says. Just don't eat it all. And he goes, and it's right. okay to have a little wine. Just don't drink the whole case. Right, and, right, right. Uh, you know, there's, there's truth to that, that we do need to enjoy this time of year. And we need to give ourselves a little bit of a break. But it's kind of the other 11 months of the year that we have to maybe try to have a better relationship with food. And I know that you are this registered dietitian and nutritionist. And your whole program is really around looking at that healthy relationship with food and diets that do more than drop weight, diets that create that healthy relationship with us. So I can't wait to hear your story. Give us a little bit of history about who you are and how you got started in this. Right, right. So, um, you know, this is my third career being a dietitian. Uh, I'm a dietitian and exercise physiologist. I worked in Wall Street. I worked at ABC News doing licensing for the network news division. And then I went to school full-time at night while I worked at ABC to uh, get a double master's at Columbia. I mean, this has been a real labor of love. I was getting bad advice from the trainer at the gym. Mm. And I figured, oh, well, you know, I went to a, nutri- I went to a gal who, a woman who had my similar credentials. And I said, where'd you go to school? I think I want to be just like you when I grow up. And that's literally what I did. And then I continued on to do a doctorate after I did my dietetic internship. I did my doctorate at Rutgers. So, and uh, last year I completed a board certification in lifestyle medicine, which was so fun for me because I really got to, it was an opportunity to really integrate what I look at as both ends of the energy equation, right? It's the exercise, it's the eating, stress management, sleep. Those are things that I speak about a lot. Um, Smoking cessation, which, you know, it's like, duh. And, No brainer, and uh, you know, and, and sort of, you know, people have some issues to try to, you know, deal with that with them. But you know, really, 
you know, it's, it's what's so fascinating to me. I always say the healthy choice is the easy choice. You have to make it. And when you think about, um, about our lives, you know, we have one body to take care of. And with all this talk about health insurance and health care costs, mm. I mean, our cost of health care would be less if we were less sick. And yes, we care of ourselves and we had a better relationship with ourselves, with food, with physical activity, we'd be a lot healthier. I mean, when I go to my doctor, they're always like, you're the healthiest patient that we have. I I eat right probably 90% of the time, and I do physical activity. I don't want to say every day, but I try to do something physically active every day. I try to work out as much as I can, not in an unhealthy manner, because there are times when I'm traveling where maybe I just can't do it, so I make up for it you know, where I can, and I'm not going to stress out about it, and I drink yeah. things like water and green tea, and you know, I just sort of try to apply all the science that we know about you know, living a healthy lifestyle. And because I don't want to get sick. The cost of being sick is really expensive. And, and it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's an awful experience. And um, it, it puts a drag on your life and not just maybe for the few days that you're sick, but for a few weeks because you don't bounce back as well. Right, right. I mean, and I don't even mean like getting sick like a cold. I'm talking about things that people develop like type 2 diabetes, which is directly related to being overweight and obesity. And, um, you know, people get so concerned about cancer, like rightfully so, because I know I have friends that have had it and cancer sucks. We can just start with that. But, um, you know, there's some cancers that are thought to be prevented by, you know, eating more plant-based foods. You know, people sort of ignore that. And, you know, we're so busy getting crazy about certain ingredients in our foods. It's like, hey, folks, the number one killer in the United States and across the globe is still heart disease, which you know, I know something's going to get us. But for me, it's always about, well, how long can I delay having to take a statin or blood pressure medication and, you know, sort of delaying that? Am I doing the best that I can eating good for me fats? I mean, I want to live a long, vibrant, healthy life. You know, there's that blue zones where they look at where people in the world have lived to be almost 100. And, you know, what are some things that they have in common? And, you know, they exercise, they do physical activity almost every day. I mean, the E word or the P word, they do physical activity almost every day. They eat mostly plant-based, they eat moderate amounts of protein. They're part of a community, you know, there's a sense of conviviality, a part of belonging, which is why for seniors, it's so hard when they're isolated, right? You know, Congregate meal programs for seniors is a big deal because seniors get very isolated and then they don't eat and they become malnourished and then that like exponentially becomes a problem. So, you know, I, I like to say that diet and exercise are the least expensive, least invasive and most effective ways to prevent and treat most diseases. It is so true. Can I tell you that one of the most stressful things that I had to do just a couple of weeks ago was to select my health insurance going into the next year? It stresses me out yeah. um, doing that because, you know, of course the costs are exorbitant and, you know, the plans are mediocre at best. And, and then there's just all this research that you have to do anymore to be able to determine, am I covered? You know, do I have good doctors? Can I use my same doctors? There's just, there's so much to it. And it's, you know, yes, it's called healthcare, but no, I would it's not. It's actually, I'd argue with you that it's not. Yeah. I don't know. If you know well, no, the official part of the care, but I don't believe that either. Not. I don't know if you knew that I was, I had just run for U.S. Congress, but yeah. I did. And I was, and I was talking about healthcare, that we need to do a paradigm shift right now. We pay for insurance, which doesn't guarantee care. Like when you pay for car insurance, it doesn't pay for the care of your car. Your homeowners doesn't that. pay for the care of your home. We should be paying for direct services and healthcare. We really need to go back to like an HMO, like an HMO model that we all pay into into healthcare systems because certainly healthcare systems are gobbling up most practices in most areas. And you know, it's not that there's one for a whole state, there's several, but if you look at like Kaiser Permanente in California or you look at Geisinger in Pennsylvania, those are models that for the most part are cost containing. They allow access at a very fair cost. And that's really what keeps the cost down. You know, I probably paid $7,000 this year for health insurance, and I haven't even had my physical yet. And I guarantee you that that physical will not cost. If I had to pay the doctor out of pocket and pay for the lab work, wouldn't even be $500. So tell me what, I mean, and this is what, what I'm paying for. Yes. This is what I've been consistently paying for all the time because private insurance is making up for the losses created by Medicare and Medicaid. 
Uh, Sorry, that's just the way the numbers are. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you for sharing that. I, <laughs> honestly, I'm totally in alignment with you because we have these coin phrases we're using like they mean something and they don't. It's, that's and then there's that then there's that level of confusion as to what really is it that we're paying for, and what value does it have? And um, yeah, so it, it was really one of the most stressful moments. And I I put it off, put it off, put it off until the last minute. And then of course I was like eleventh hour Annie trying to pull it all together. Um, and it was just very frustrating because it didn't used to have such a stressful attachment to it. Um, and I'm a healthy person. I mean, at this point, the doctors I'm going to, I am paying out of pocket because they're not covered by insurance. Well, that's the whole thing. We aren't either. We, my, my children and I don't have all of our doctors covered. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to naturopaths, and I'm going to people that I want a different opinion on things. So uh, those are the ones I'm paying for out of pocket anyway. But, you know, inevitably, if anything did happen, you want to be covered, and that's really what you're paying for. But... Well, I'll tell you, you know, we talk a lot about mental health in this country. Most psychiatrists do not take insurance, like all the good ones. Um, and my daughter um, has suffered and struggled with anxiety and depression, and um, her, there's no psychiatrists that are on our plan, so I have to pay out of pocket just to get someone to renew her prescription. Could you imagine? I have to pay somebody $150 just to write a prescription for her so she can then get her meds. Yeah, and be... I mean, and be- that healthy that she needs to be in order to be a productive person in society. Because guess what? Uh, if it was somebody who needed to, let's say, take statins, they wouldn't make them go to the doctor every month and get the same kind of prescription. You know what I mean? It's uh, don't get me started. Oh no! I, I, listen, I'm glad, Felicia. I'm glad there's people out there like you that are that are taking it seriously and you're trying to, you know, take big strides in order to change it. One of the things that I saw uh, was, you know, that little gal that ended up out of New York. I think she was from Brooklyn that ended yes. the conference, the young gal. And oh, yeah. the first thing she said is, oh, my God, says, every yeah. American should have this health care system. Right. And I'm thinking, finally, somebody said the obvious. Yeah. Well, well, I think if there were term limits and if all those folks in Congress and Senate had to go live by the very laws and existences that the rest of us have, you know, if they had to exist in a general marketplace like we do, I think the world would be, would be very different. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I commend her. I really commend her for sort of letting some of the secrets out. <laughs> Well, yes, exactly, and I hope that more people do that because she's going to need support. Otherwise, she's going to get stifled really fast. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that things will definitely change when it comes to policy and and, uh, and, and our government. I mean, I think we really need to recover from um, all the vitriol that's out there, and, and uh, I think it's made a lot of people sick, to be honest. Oh, oh, listen. I think the stress, people stress, stress eating. Stress and not- alone is, is going to, you know, take your health down to its bare bottom at that point. So, yeah, I, I love all the ideas that, that um, I know you're going to be sharing in our next segment here um, to be able to have that better healthy relationship with us. And, and certainly I want to hear some really pinpointed ideas that you think are going to develop into that making those better choices. You know, I have a hard time. I have a hard time making good choices. Mm. Um, I am a sweet tooth to the days long and I will find whatever I can to fulfill that, you know, that desire. And I try to look for healthy choices, but inevitably I make the wrong choices a lot of times. And, um, I, I've, I found this love for cooking. So I'm, I'm, I I cook. You say cooking or cookies? Cookies, but I don't buy cookies and put them in the house because yeah. I don't eat the cookies. So, yeah, a cookie is a, a treat. Like around the holidays, my mother makes the most amazing cookies. Oh, so yeah. I like, I go for it. I don't stop myself. Um, I'm, you know, to, to no end probably thinking, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that. But I do. Yeah, no, I, I'm enjoying cooking more, and I'm trying to make healthier choices in cooking. But, you know, this time of year is even more difficult for me because I like warm, rich uh, hearty foods and yeah. not cold salads or cold fruits or anything like that that maybe soups are great foods we're going to talk about that 
Good. Well, those are the things I want to be able to talk about when we go into this next segment. So uh, stay with us because we're actually going to take a little bit of a break right now. And um, when we come back, I want to hear all about this, the ways that we can help you. <laughs> Sorry. All right, everybody. Hey, stay with us here because we have Felicia that's going to come back and we're going to share more. But if you want to follow me on my social media accounts, and I'm begging you to follow me on my social media accounts. You know, I've got over 50,000 listeners a month. But I would love for you to be a part of the social media. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to invite some of you to be guests. I'd also love to be able to share uh, some after-show opportunities with you so that you can get more out of what we're offering here. And, of course, I do these live on Facebook as well. So there's always that opportunity for you to visually uh, check us out on my Facebook page. That's Bonnie Bonadeo. Twitter is Bonnie Bonadeo. You can also find me at Beauty Inside and Out Show on all of those same social handles. So stay with us. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Beauty Inside and Out. We are in the month of December 2018, and we're talking about relationships, relationships of all kind. Um, that we've been doing all month long as our theme. And today our relationship conversation is about you and your health, uh, including diets, including your relationship with food, and including making better choices. Um, You know, we're kind of midway through the holidays here, but certainly going into the next year, how to be able to make those choices. And my guest today is Felicia Stoller, and she's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and the author of Living Skinny in Fat Jeans. I love that title, by the way. And, you know, there's this assumption on diets and weight loss and that some diets can help you achieve long-term health benefits um, that uh, go beyond benefits of dropping a few pounds. And I totally believe that. I totally believe that because when I eat better, I feel better. I mean, that's just, it's, it's, it's so crazy. But some diets have the potential to do things like increase your lifespan, improve brain function, or even aid in major disease prevention. And our guest today, Felicia, is going uh, to help us um, to be able to understand the top three diet plans recommended and how to be able to kickstart a healthy lifestyle. So welcome back, Felicia. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, so where do we begin? Where would you like me to begin? 
<laughs> you want me to start with sort of like where I'm at right now? I mean, they all kind of blend together. Maybe I'll go backwards. Let's just start with, um, I'm a really big advocate of eating predominantly plant-based foods. Okay. I start by saying I'm an omnivore and I eat everything. So there's no food group I don't eat. So let me just start with that being the baseline. But there's, there's two sort of diet plans that as dietitians that we, you know, we're big fans of. One is the flexitarian diet, which my friend Don Jackson Blattner created many years ago. It's uh, it's always in the U.S. News and World Report's top diets uh, for health and for weight loss, and 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 you know, and it's just highly recommended as being uh, sound. It's being predominantly plant based or part time vegetarian with small amounts of animal source protein. You know, people think that you know we need to eat so much protein and you need to have a sixteen ounce steak. Well, no, you really only need like a four or six ounce piece of steak if you're going to have it chicken and so um, you know really eating like more foods uh, closer to the way they're found in nature is how I like to explain it um, and then the mind diet which is basically um, uh, it's a combination of the Mediterranean diet meets the DASH diet what they found is again like looking at 10 foods that are really good for you that they are neuroprotective so for example, just to flip-flop back for a second to the flexitarian diet, you know, we look at things like diabetes, heart disease, and cancer um, uh, sort of benefiting in terms of not getting them by eating mostly plant-based. And so with the MIND diet, they're like, hey, let's take a look at those sort of good-for-you foods. So we're looking at nuts and seeds and, again, beans, legumes, um, Lots of vegetables, some fruits, you know, eating less things like uh, meat or butter, which I'm not giving up either of those, and uh, um, margarine and <laughs> fried foods, which, okay, I could eat less of that. You know, I think we could all, you know, we, it's not an essential food group or essential style of cooking. So, um, you know, sort of looking at that and its prevention with Alzheimer's and, and dementia, because like those are really, those are, those are things that are really troublesome. They're troublesome mm. for uh, the caregivers, you know, the person yeah. who's going through it. And I think, well, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. You know, they used to have those commercials about that. But then I think, wow, you know, maybe if somebody is older and they don't know what's going on, maybe it's almost for the better that they don't know that they're you know, sick. Um, I, I don't know, but I know I know enough friends that have uh, dealt with loved ones how difficult and traumatic and stressful it is on the family to take care of their loved one who is suffering from that. So, again, before we spoke about you know, I want to live a long, vibrant life and looking at longevity. And lucky for me, I went to a, a conference at USC a few weeks ago. It was the first global summit on fasting and it was fascinating to say the least and there were all kinds of fasting modalities that were discussed people have heard all about them uh, things like intermittent fasting time restricted eating prolonged fasting I'm going to talk about each of those but you know if you think about it we as humans have evolved from other humans who survived feast or famine. I mean, you know, we did not always live in a world where we had access to food 24-7 all the time, the way we do now. Mm -hmm. And so, and if you think about it, five major religions of the world use fasting as part of their observance. And, um, you know, so what, what researchers decided to do was take a look and say, hey, what are some health benefits of fasting? What are some different fasting modalities and what are some benefits so for example I'm gonna, I'll start talking about intermittent fasting intermittent fasting is where you take off maybe one or two days a week from eating and you just don't eat you just do a water fast and some people do that very successfully as a matter of fact I was recently at a restaurant and I was speaking to the to the waiter and he told me that over the course of the year he has fasted one day a week and he lost 60 pounds he's like Monday is wow. my day that I don't eat and he lost 60 pounds and I thought and he said he feels great and he's so happy that he lost the weight and I was like wow that's really fantastic right and then the other the other style of um, fasting that we hear about people talk about is time-restricted eating or time-restricted feeding. So what happens is you're either eating during eight or 10 hours a day, and then you're fasting the rest of that time. Mm -hmm. So most of that hopefully is time that you're sleeping. But, um, you know, people sometimes are like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, if you think about it, people that observe um, 
Ramadan, like they don't eat all day from sunrise, from sunrise to sunset. So you can go a long time without eating. Um, but there are certain benefits to that um, in terms of health. And again, I've met people that have told me that they have lost a significant amount of weight. They feel better. They've had improvements in some of their lab values. So you know, that's really fantastic that they, you know, that they've done that. And then the other one that I want to talk about is prolonged fasting. So prolonged fasting that was created by Dr. Walter Longo. I've got his little longevity diet book here just to show you. He started off doing research, looking at longevity and water fasting. And he realized that when he does that, you know, when you do things with animals, it's different than when you do it with humans. And when you go to do it with humans, humans have a hard time not eating for days and keeping people in a research study, there was a high dropout rate. So what he did was he created this pro program called Fasting Mimicking Diet, where basically it's a prolonged diet, but it's mimicking fasting. And the way it works is that it's a very low calorie diet, uh, controlled diet over five days. So the stomach sees food, so you're not totally starving, but the cells basically see that you're fasting. And so what that does is it helps to increase the circulation of stem cells. It allows the body to preserve lean muscle mass and to burn fat. And what we're seeing is improvements in some uh, biomarkers and, you know, with the potential of who knows what the, but you know, in the long run, but what is, you know, so amazing is that the side effect is weight loss. So people that do it lose anywhere from five to eight pounds. And I have to say, I've just finished my second cycle. My first cycle, I lost six pounds doing it. My second cycle, I lost four pounds. I don't have a lot of weight that I want to lose. And people think I'm crazy when I talk about this, but I want to get back to my premenopause weight. I'm in menopause. Mm -hmm. I want to go. Forget about the baby weight. I always got rid of the baby weight. I want to get back to that like pre-menopause weight that I'd been at for 30 years of my life. And, um, and so, you know, the recommendation for the fasting mimicking diet is that you do it once a month for three consecutive months. So it's five days. So it's a program. The company is called Prolon FMD, P-R-O-L-O-N-F-M-D.com. People can order it online. It's literally a box. Shows up days one through five. The food is there. I know we were going to talk before. We were talking about cold weathered stuff. I've got some of the stuff here. Packets of soups. They're all, it's all plant-based. They're soup. I love soup. So this is like so up my alley to be able to do this. Um, olives, uh, some kale crackers. Um, they have a nut-based bar, which is just quite tasty as well. And, um, you know, it's really just about eating sensibly, drinking a lot of herbal tea, um, trying to get off the caffeine, which I think for some people is a good thing. And, and just being real mindful about, you know, food and what you're eating and what you're putting in your body and putting some, you know, good for you or better for you ingredients in your body. I mean, people talk about doing a cleanse this time of year. And, you know, the, the neat thing that I love about what um, Prolon does or what a fasting mimicking diet does for you is this process called autophagy. And that really is the body's own way of doing a cleanse. And what that means is when your body's in this fasting mode, it's like, hey, you, underperforming cells, you're out of here, you know, you're out, out with the old, in with the new, you're not performing up to 100%, I'm knocking you out, and I'm going to make sure that I've got those new stem cells circulating and creating those new cells so, you know, we know that those are beneficial for health um, and for well-being, so... You know, it's sort of our body's way of doing a little internal cleanse. Yeah. So over this course of five days on this one, though, you still are eating. You're just not eating a lot and you're eating specific foods that are provided. Right. It's everything's provided for you. They tell okay. you that is a, you know, it's like a breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks. And so, and, a, and it's perfect. And, there, and you said you like sweets. There's like a little chocolate bar that they have at night that is so yummy. It tastes like a brownie. It's so good. And, um, and, and it's just been, you know, it's been, it's been really great. And I have to say, I did it. I started it during Halloween season. So I had, I know the Saturday before Halloween, I started, I went to four parties and I literally had to go to the parties where there was a lot of food and drinks and I just didn't have any. 
I, you know, I brought my own, I had my own soup <laughs> and I drank a lot of club soda. I mean, that's really the difference. I drink a lot of water anyway, so it's great. And then this last cycle as well, I just made sure to, to start that up after Thanksgiving was done. And my biggest challenge is going to be my next five days in the month of December between Christmas and New Year's, you know, finding that one five-day cycle where I don't have something to go to that uh, yeah, you know, not yeah. much of an imposition. But I got to tell you, in order, for, in order for me to recommend things like this to people, I have to do it myself. And what I recommend, True. and I mean, I'm really going to be, because I sat there at this conference and I saw the science, I am so integrating this into my practice. And I told my practice, uh, my associate in my private practice, we got to really sit down and, and catch up and, and go over this because I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be recommending the Prolon FMD to my clients. And then in between, I really want them to be doing the time-restricted eating. And when they are eating on their own and choosing their own foods, I want them to do more of that flexitarian mind diet. I really want them eating more plant-based foods. Mm -hmm. So the, the time-restricted one is, you know, just kind of like not eating. You eat dinner at six o'clock and then you're just not eating anything else for the rest of the night and into your sleeping time. Well, like I'll give you an example. I'm the kind of person where my circadian rhythm is such, and people have told me this, that they're not hungry till like 11 or 12 o'clock. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, I mean, I'm more of a late night person. So for me, I can go to like 12 or one o'clock. Like I didn't eat till one o'clock today. Mm -hmm. um, other than my coffee in the morning. And, um, but, but that's what I, what I, what I do. I'm comfortable doing somebody else. Maybe like I have a client that's a teacher and she's got to be up early to teach and I want her to be alert and functioning. Yeah, so, so food is in a system is good. Yeah. Right. So you've got to sort of do what works for you. So, you know, some people say in an ideal world, only do it for eight hours a day, but you know, a friend of mine who's done research in that area, uh, Dr. Pam Peek, she said you could do it for 10 hours too. I mean, yeah. apps you can put on your phone, but the truth is you just got to find those eight or 10 hours. So for me, I prefer later. Like I prefer waiting till 12 or one o'clock and going to a little bit later just because I, I'm up late working anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's good to hear because I think they have this assumption that if you eat after six o'clock, your body goes into digestive mode and, or, you know, a, a different mode. Like fat storage mode. After fat storage time, mode, right? right. And you're not digesting as well. So, but maybe that's not true based on your metabolism and your body. Well, if you think about night shift workers, I mean, there are people that work in jobs where they have to work the overnight shift. And there are certain industries that, you know, healthcare, hospitals, police officers, people that work in airport. I mean, there are you know, pilots. I mean, there are people that go in between time zones. I mean, they manage to live, you know, healthy. It's just about, it's, it's like your body doesn't turn off at eight o'clock at night. It doesn't know that. You know? Like, and is it, is then this recommendation, like, let's say that you start a little bit later, you have your cup of coffee, but are you filling up with water or, you know, uh, infused water or something like that to be able to hydrate your body again? Or is it nothing? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely drinking water and I'll drink some herbal teas as well, I, especially in the winter. I'm a really big tea drinker. But, you know, if you're drinking coffee that's not filled with sugar or artificial sweeteners or lots of cream or creamers, I mean, I generally put either skim milk or I put coconut milk in my mm -hmm. coffee or sometimes I drink it black. I have one of those lovely Nespresso machines at home. So it makes it that little good. crema on top, which, you know, is quite nice and the coffee's really tasty. So I don't think it really needs anything, but yeah, true. You know, I think that's where people get themselves in trouble. They add so much other stuff to their coffee and, um, you know, even with artificial sweeteners and non-nutritive sweeteners, I mean, I've not been a fan of them for a long time. And we're learning so much about how they impact the gut microbiome, which 20 years ago when I went to grad school and I was changing careers, nobody talked about that word, you know. And now we hear all about gut microbiome and we're learning so much about yeah. gut, and gut brain health and gut immune health and, and um there, it's, it's just so fascinating. You know, the more we live and learn, the, the more interesting life gets. Oh, for sure. Well, that was, all of that was incredibly informative. I loved the, the way that you described it and you put some great terms on it because I think, I think everybody's under, like we hear the branded terms that are going out there, which is, this is a question that I want to hold for our next segment, if you don't mind, Felicia. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit about, because right now it seems like all the hype is around the keto diet. Oh. And what does that really mean 
based on how you just described a better, which I think was like an, a beautiful outline of a nutritional way to eat that you can vary up right. um, a little bit, which I, I, I see I can make this work. I can make this work. So we're going to take another break real quick, but uh, I definitely want to hear a little bit about these fads or these key brand phrases that we're hearing a lot as consumers and how we, uh, how maybe we implement the best of them, but um, stay true to, I think what, what you're talking about here of how to be really healthy in that relationship with food and you, food and you. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us, everybody. Um, and listen, we're going into 2019. Uh, January is all about what's new, what's happening, what's new. February is about empowering women. Um, and we're just going to keep carrying on some beautiful themes going into the next year. And I want to let you know that I've got a new brand, a new look coming out for Beauty Inside and Out Radio Show for 2019. Um, and I've got some new packages for advertising and sponsorships. So uh, I'd love to be able to help you get your brand into consumers' hands. We have over 50,000 listeners a month that are hanging out with us every week. Um, and that is a great opportunity for companies, products, uh, all around what we consider to be the ideal beauty um, to be able to get to get and connect with those beauty consumers that want to know about what you have to offer. So stay with us. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, Finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, welcome back to Beauty Inside and Out, where we're all about beauty. We're designed to be able to inform, educate, and inspire consumers on all things beauty. So that means everything from the inside to the outside, from what we're putting on our skin, our hair, our body, and what we're putting in our body as well, which is my guest today, Felicia, is the expert um, and a nutritionist um, on and a nutritionist and a dietitian, And so she's got an incredible background and degree. She's also the author of Living Skinny in Fat Genes. And I love that because it's genes, G-E-N-E-S. Yeah. Um, 
which is which makes it kind of fun because it's true. There's something. Uh, there, there's there's something. <laughs> there it is. Living skinny and fat jeans. Yeah. So, and I'm sure in this segment she'll tell you how you can get access to that book as well. But I left our last segment, Felicia, with um, kind of the buzzword that's going on right now in diets and nutrition, which is keto. Can you give us an idea? Does keto fit into what you just described in this last segment somewhere? Well, you know what? Let me let me tell you two terms that I used in my book. First of all, I talk about diet standing for did I eat that, number one. <laughs> and number two is that if what is a fad? You know, a fad to me is a fast-acting diet. It's not a lifestyle. Um, I know that keto is big right now, and, you know, may, may lightning not strike me when I say this, but it's really keto and paleo became very popular as a result of CrossFit and CrossFit gyms and their whole mindset. And mm-hmm. it's true. So, um, I, let's just say I've watched people go through the progression of they've done paleo and keto and then it's macro and it's like just eat food (laughs) (laughs) you know being in a state of keto acidosis last i checked is usually a metabolic emergency Uh i did my clinical work as a as a dietetic intern you know that's not an ideal state to be in do some people you know some people do adapt and they have this adaptive mechanism but here's what i will tell you i have yet to ever see somebody who has done an endurance sport, uh, a marathon, a triathlon, or an Ironman where they've been on a keto diet. You know, endurance athletes know they need carbohydrates in their diet. Mm. So this whole idea of restricting carbohydrates significantly, I have a problem with. And, you know, um, Again, I just saw something. And again, you know, like one research study needs to be replicated in order for it to be considered like acceptable science. But I did just see something looking at data connecting um, like a paleo keto diet to heart disease. And I just got done telling you that's still the number one killer in this country. Right. By far. By far. Both men and women. And we can look at this as maybe someone doing a keto diet as a short-term weight loss. Uh, but there are very limited instances where for uh, health purposes, it's therapeutic. Like for people with epilepsy, epileptic seizures, you know, we know that it's been helpful for some folks. Um, there are some other, you know, health concerns. I know sometimes people with Lyme's disease have used that to help out. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say that when people are doing it for therapeutic, it's different. They're trying to control some other disease state. But when you're looking at overall health and well-being and living a long, vibrant life, minimizing the risk for disease, I don't see that the science is there. And, I, you know, I just want to get people away from some of these food rules that they have because we are food elitists in this country. You know, some of what we do with the, I'm not eating this, I'm not going to have that. You know, there's certain countries that you go to around the world that if you showed up at somebody's house and they made a beautiful meal for you and you refuse to eat something, yeah. it's such an insult to do that. They would be so offended if you do that. And, you know, the question is whether or not it's about health or whether it's about like, we're a little cuckoo for coconuts upstairs about, mm-hmm. you know, um, about our beliefs with regards to food. And, you know, that's created to me a whole other level of disordered eating in this country. And I just love people to get back to basics and not have as many rules around food. And, and remember that food is meant to be enjoyed. It's a pleasure. Um, many of us are lucky enough to have access to lots of it. There was mm-hmm. still that are food insecure and don't have enough access to food. So I like to remind people about that this time of year. And, um, you know, food is medicine. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it sustains us too. So it's designed to be enjoyed and it's designed to support us to be able to do all that we want to do. You know, we socialize, we socialize around food, you know, whether yeah. we're going to a movie, going for a cup of coffee. I mean, I, I remember when Starbucks really only had like a scone or two when they first opened in New York many years ago. And, and now, you know, there's all this stuff available. I mean, heck, you can go to a gas station and get food now too. <laughs> and good food. 
Sometimes yeah. they have good food. I'm, you know, I'm not talking about what's on their shelves, but sometimes they incorporate, you know, some unique food flavors into the gas station. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, and there is that, I think there is that point too, that, you know, food is, if food is what brings us together and that connection that we have with other people, that's a very healthy element to um, nurturing ourselves, you know, without connection and an overdose of bad food, we're not going to be healthy at all. So I, li- I like the idea of food well, about, and connection. Yeah. I want to think about connections around this country, right? Different parts of the country have very unique food to them. I mean, I travel a lot doing media work or speaking at, at conferences and my favorite thing to do is go find like a local restaurant like what's your local cuisine I don't I can eat Italian food anywhere I can, I'm only eating pizza or bagels when I'm in New Jersey so you know when I'm going to another city you know what is your local cuisine and when I'm down south I will eat everything that's there I don't care if you get me some fried catfish or fried oysters I'm very happy that's like my exception to the rule but you know what are some of the vegetables what are some of the cooking styles I mean food is culture food is uh, family you know traditions mm-hmm. that people have or cultural traditions that people have and um, you know I mean especially this time of year everybody's got their own things that are unique or maybe there's certain smells that remind you of experiences or places in your life. We have a, you know, and so here's the interesting thing. And I had shared this with somebody, a colleague of mine. This is just some, really some food for thought. When you think about your relationship with food, you know, when people are on their deathbeds or they know that they're dying, right? Like even if you're going to the electric chair, you get to have like whatever you want as your last meal. My uncle was dying of congestive heart failure um, a few, a number of years ago, and all he wanted was a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> he's like, Felipe, they keep telling me I have to be on a low-fat diet. Like, the guy's got heart disease. He's going to die. All he want- So when, we finally, when he finally agreed to hospice and we were going to disable his pacemaker defibrillator, my cousin, his daughter, gave me permission to go to the deli and get him the pastrami sandwich and the pickles mm. and the french fries and the soda. And... If I tell you, I never saw somebody favor or appreciate. I watched him close his eyes and really like take in the flavors and everything that meant. And then I shared that with a friend of mine who's Indian, and she told me the exact same thing happened with her dad. Mm. You know, that there were some dishes, there was something that was so, you know, it, it had such meaning to him that when he was dying, that's what people think of. People are like thinking about food. You know, it's not like go buy me a trinket. It's not, um, you know, maybe it's also about seeing people and saying things to people, but in terms of like a personal thing that means a lot to you, Mm -hmm. it's food. Oh, I love that. That was a great food for thought as well. Um, It's true. I mean, it's, I, I, I enjoy cooking. I have this beautiful new kitchen now that I moved to Atlanta. I still haven't started cooking collard greens though. I'm, 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 it's an, it's, it's becoming an acquired taste, but I'm not loving them yet. Um, but I have this one. It's like kale, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I can do kale chips all day long, but put kale in front of me in a bowl and a no, I'm not eating it. It's a weed to me. And so I have this beautiful kitchen. And so I, I literally enjoy cooking in this beautiful kitchen. And I get so much more enjoyment out of the food and, you know, the whole process of it. And I'm willing to try and experiment with, with different things to make that happen. So I love, I love that we've had this whole conversation around that relationship with food and the, the, the defining the, the kind of diets. And, and listen, if, if people are on these, what we consider to be these fad type diets and they're losing weight, what's the recommendation then? Is it just going back to healthy eating or, or maybe? It's, well, it's definitely not going back to the way you were eating before. Yes, true. You can't go back to that, but but I think being more mindful of the food choices that you're making and, you know, if you can put an emphasis on eating food that is, you know, um, maybe uh, less uh, pack, you know, I don't know if it's package is the wrong word because trust me, I like to sometimes cheat the dried beans and buy canned beans and they, so they technically come in a package, but, you know, when we talk about a minimally processed foods, I would right. say, you know, right. trying to yeah processed foods and you know also be cognizant of food waste um a lot of times people buy stuff and they don't eat it and then they throw it out you can freeze a lot of food and in my house all the vegetables become soup everything becomes 
oh, all the vegetables go into a, 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 a green shake for me. Like right. I'm like, okay, today it's a veggie one. <laughs> and right. I'm throwing them in there, you know, bad bananas, bad this. I just cut off the really, really bad part and right. losing it because I realize, okay, it's it's just going to go to waste. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Tell yeah. us um, tell us how we can find you and your book. Um, and uh, so if somebody's looking for the a nutritionist and a dietitian, how can we find you? Sure. Well, FeliciaStoller.com. It's, you know, just my name. And my book, it's on Amazon, on BarnesandNoble.com. If you, if you go to my actual personal website, and I'm on all social media just as Felicia Stoller, but um, you, there's a link to buy the book. There's a link to my private practice if people want to do counseling. Um, I, you know, can do, I can work with people virtually just, you know, like we're doing things uh, mm, perfect miles away from each other. And if people want to get information about the Prolon fasting mimicking diet, they can go to prolonfmd.com. How do you spell Prolon again? P-R-O-L-O-N. F as in fasting mimicking diet, FMD. FMD.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I I appreciate all that you've shared with us. Thank you again for joining us and um, feel free to uh, engage with us again. I'd love to have you back on because this is, this is a conversation I think from a beauty standpoint, we need to keep having. I know that, you know, what we put inside reflects all that beauty on the outside. Um, our relationship with food, I think in our country is continuing to deteriorate even more and more because we're, we have, we're, have, we have access to so many things that are not good for us. So I appreciate all the knowledge that you've shared with me and my listeners. And there's also a lot of misinformation in the media. And so I think that's where people get really confused because we do have access to, just like we have access to food 24-7, we have access to information and some people don't know what yes. is true and legit and what's not. Yes, yeah, so good. Well, we appreciate that. And um, Felicia, please continue to fight the fight of um, you know taking care of us in whatever capacity that looks like for you as you um, carry on in your career and the choices that you're making. And you know, go, go, Felicia yeah. is really what thank it's coming down to. Perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You've, this is my last show for the year. Um, I am so grateful and so appreciative to all of the activity, the listening, the engagement, the ideas, the sharing that you've had and contributed to Beauty Inside and Out. And we're looking forward to a fantastic 2019 um, and to be able to share even more information because uh, it's really, it, it's always, it's always about being you in beauty is how I always end the show. Um, but I want to end it this time with have a fabulous new year and I will see you in 2019. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.